You are welcome to Faith to Faith Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. I was thinking about some very simple things in scripture that sometimes people because they have not been taught then they don't understand it but they are simple things something as simple as how to receive from God Amen What do you think was the greatest challenge the Jews had? They were God's own special people. John chapter 1, 11 and 12 captures it. He said, but he came unto his own. And his own received him not. Praise God. Tonight... I pray that that will not be the case. The issue was not that he, he didn't come. He came. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. So he comes. Hallelujah. I remember a very old statement. God is everywhere, but God still comes. Amen. So he came unto his own, and his own received him not. Now, something happened. He said, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons. That means those that received, he gave something. Hallelujah. There's a giving tonight. On your part, receive him. How do you receive him? Receive the one he sends. Amen. That's how you receive him. Just as people need to be educated mentally, people also need to be educated spiritually. Someone that doesn't have formal education or cannot read and write is referred to as an illiterate. Someone also could be illiterate about spiritual things. Isaiah was speaking chapter 28 verse 9 he said whom shall he teach knowledge that means God is willing to teach amen whom shall he make to understand doctrine he wants to teach you knowledge hallelujah he wants to make you understand doctrine he said but, 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 but you see these, things, these guys are attached to he said them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast but even teaching them the next verse now says for precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Hear a little. 
very little. He didn't stop there. I think in the 12th verse, he now said, For with stammering lips and another tongue, hallelujah, will he speak. That means that the knowledge that he will come to you through stammering tongues, stammering lips and another tongue, that knowledge will come to you. That means that anytime we pray in tongues, the Holy Ghost starts teaching you things. Amen. You know, some people don't understand the importance of praying in tongues. The great man of God said, Tongues had been the making of my ministry. Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. If you're here, you've not received. Say, okay, okay. You know, somebody came one time and said, um, I want tongues. He said, No, you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit grants you utterance. He's the one that gives you the tongues. Hallelujah. Alright? Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues, other tongues. How? As the spirits gave them utterance. As the spirits gave them utterance. So if you are here, you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, let me put better. You, are not, you don't pray in tongues. Then you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The moment you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you can speak in tongues. Amen. And speaking in tongues is very important for the year 2017. Amen. When you speak in tongues, it will teach you knowledge and make you understand doctrine. There are some scriptures you come across, you don't understand them. No matter how many times you read it, you, don't, you won't understand it. Then you start praying in tongues. Hallelujah. Are you with me? There are some things you were even taught by God's word. You were taught. You heard it. But it was not clear to you. Then you go back and you start praying in tongues. Then clarity comes. Hallelujah. Your eyes open. You say, now I see. This year you will see. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Alright? The purpose of light is so that you can see. Amen. Alright? So, it's good to pray in tongues. And pray in tongues a lot. You cannot over praying tongues. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? No, you can't. Tongues is exclusive to the New Testament. Nobody spoke in tongues in the Old Testament. It was a sign for the believer in the New Testament. This sign shall follow them that believe. One of the signs. They shall speak with new tongues. Are we together? So, this year, begin the year speaking in tongues. Amen.
there are certain things locked inside you is only through tongues they will come out hallelujah are we together how did God know what exactly to say in the beginning in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the water and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water and God said what did he say let there be light there are times where you find yourself in dark situations and you don't know what to say you know why? You've not prayed in tongues. Amen. When you pray in tongues, you will know what to say. What to say will come out. I'm not teaching on tongues today. I'm just helping somebody. Amen. Things that were lost can be found with tongues. Money that was not released can be released in tongues. Most of you have not exhausted the potentials locked in speaking in tongues. You've not even scratched the surface. There's something that happens to believers and don't allow it to happen to you this year. It is the fact that you get pushed into a circumstance. You get pushed into a situation. You find yourself in a place that you don't like. And then rather than exact your spiritual energy to come out, you look for shortcuts. Are you understanding me? Anytime you look for a shortcut, you miss an opportunity to grow. Are we together? Oh, I love the story Dr. T.L. Osborne shared. They went for a crusade in um, Uganda. Where was Idi Amin? Uganda? That was in the day that uh, he was still alive. And so, they were in a particular city uh, Daisy normally goes ahead to prepare the grounds. She was like the ambassador that goes to speak for them. Daisy is um, Dr. Taylor's once wife. And she used to go ahead and prepare grounds and then they will come. So she is always meeting with um, presidents, people in power, prime minister, blah, 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 and all that. She just knows how to do those kind of things. So she had had access, I think, to meet with Idi Amin, the president, before they came in for the crusade. Listen to this story. So when they came in for the crusade, um, the locality or the community where they were having the crusade, the chief police officer there was being difficult. He gave them conditions. He said, don't pray for the sick. Don't lay hands on the sick. Alright? Don't lay hands on the sick. Don't do this. Don't do that. If I see any disorder, I'm going to close down the crusade. As a matter of fact, while the crusade is holding, I'm going to be on that cliff. There was a mountain close to where the crusade, and I'm going to be watching you. If anything goes outside of the permit we gave you, we're going to stop the crusade. You know, maybe you, you've not had a meeting, and you are, you are, this kind of is a distraction. Are you understanding me? So, the natural tendency, this is just a police 
officer, maybe a DPO, you might call it in Nigeria here. Now, these people know the president. Hallelujah. So, the natural thing to do is to call the president. You understand that? And say, Sir, the DPO is disturbing us. Reassign him. Amen. And the case is closed. And you will have solved the problem. But you see, God doesn't need you solving his problems. Amen. Because you will never produce God's result from that problem. When you try to solve it. It will never produce God's result. It will produce a result, but not God's result. So, rather than call the president, the president perhaps is a phone call away. They went back and started praying. And said, Lord, you sent us here. And they started praying. Now, to someone that is carnally minded, he will think that they are foolish. No, that's the wisdom of the spirits. What the world calls foolishness sometimes is wisdom. And what the world calls wisdom is foolishness. The world thinks MMM is wisdom. But the Holy Ghost knows it's foolishness. So, you find that Rather than go to the president, they prayed. And they went ahead and started having a crusade without calling the president. So they didn't report the fellow, they just went ahead and held the crusade. And the man was up on the cliff, a high a plane, watching the crusades with his uniform, walking around, looking at what they were doing. Yes, and they had the first night. I can't remember which of the nights now. But he said they shouldn't lay hands. So they had to pray a mass, you know. Although they don't even lay hands normally in, in his crusades, you know. But he said he didn't want pandemonium and so on and so forth. So they prayed. Now, the police officer was up there. They started praying for the sick. If you are sick in any part of your body, lay your hands there. And then they started speaking words and declaring everybody healed. The man up there got healed. When he got healed... He believed that Jesus is Lord. And he got saved. Amen. Are you with me? And he came and joined the crusade. Are we together? Now let's look at it the other way. They call the president. And the president. Reassigns the guy. The guy said those church people are wicked. Maybe he will never be saved. Are you understanding me? They had a great crusade plus the man. And he also got healed. When you pray in tongues, it's God's results that come out. Amen. When you pray in tongues, it's God's results that come out. Not your strategy. Not your own plan. Look at anybody say pray in tongues. Not once in a while. Don't pray in tongues. They say, so I, I, a lady told me, said, you know, say, when you know that time where the spirit of God would move you, you not pray in tongues. No. 
if you had to wait until the Spirit of God moved you, it means that the Spirit of God knows that you are getting rusty. He had to intervene. Amen. He had to intervene. Smith Wigglesworth said, If the Spirit doesn't move me, I move the Spirit. Amen. And when people function that way, massive results come out of it. Massive results come out of it. So we can speak in tongues when we don't feel like speaking in tongues. Until we feel like. Amen. Did you hear me? Lift your right hand and say, I'll speak in tongues throughout this year. Much more than I've been doing. Very important. Some of you always have questions to ask other believers. You are one of those that believe in the scripture that says, In a multitude of counsel, there is safety. But you misquote the scripture. You quote it like in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. It is a counselors. It's a counsel. One person can give you many counsel. The Holy Ghost, one Holy Spirit will give you many counsel. Rather than ask five people the same thing. Who should I marry? One's head is big. One's head is small. You, what do you think? You, what do you think? Four people voted for him. One person voted for this one. Okay. <laughs> no, in the in multitude of counselors, there is confusion. There is danger. There is danger. Amen. There is danger. But as you pray in tongues, there will be multitude of counsel. Amen. From the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit counseling you all the way. Is referred to as a counselor. Glory to Jesus. Alright, I came all this way just to say what I was I started saying. Receiving. Amen. Are you receiving? Are you receiving? You cannot receiving starts with the heart. Praise God. It starts with the heart. But there's a physical part that's also involved in receiving. Your ears and your eyes. Hallelujah. What you see and hear impacts you more than just what you hear. Amen. So pay attention and receive. God has something special for you tonight and tomorrow. Glory to Jesus. How many of you have seen the power of God in a way that 
As I'm speaking, you can remember it. Amen. Let me see your hand up. You can remember it. Let me see. You will expect that everyone's going to lift their hands, you know. But sometimes I don't know why that is so. But preaching the gospel over the years, I found that that has been so. Tomorrow, um, I know that something awesome is going to happen here. Amen. Someone asked me a question, and I know it's from that question I'm going to enter into what we have for today. It was asked about the power of God, and people always ask questions about the power of God. I said, anybody, I'll come to the question, anybody that has experienced the power of God doesn't talk lightly about the power of God. Amen? Doesn't speak lightly of the power of God. And is always excited about the power of God. Even just watching the power of God somewhere else still excites you. Amen. The question was who is in control of the power of God? And I said, both of us. Amen. I said, both of us. Ah. He said, eh. <laughs> I thought it was God. I said, I used to think so. What do you know about when the Bible talks about demonstrations of the spirits? Demonstrations of power. First Corinthians 2, 1-4. to Maybe just give me four, verse four. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but what? In demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Let's assume you don't know so much about scriptures, but you know the word demonstration. To show. Hallelujah. It means that we can come and say, let me show you something about the power of God. Amen. I'll show you something. Glory to Jesus. That's why I love meetings like this. Amen. Because the Spirit of God can do what He wants to do. My dad, my biological father, is a Minister also. He had a program. They had a program, is it three three years back or so? A crusade. And he was spending some time fasting and praying. So he said, uh, when he was praying, the Lord said to him, showed him one night, one particular night. And said, On that night, do what you like. Amen. <laughs> I said, I know that thing. Amen. <laughs> Tomorrow will be like that. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. They do what you like. 
The Bible says Peter shadowed, praise God, healed. So people came and laid sick folks along the path where Peter's shadow will be cast so that they could be healed. Why? Because he had demonstrated something before. Amen. Are we together? Yeah. The church needs to be taught how to flow in the power of God. How to enjoy Holy Ghost meetings. The church needs to be taught that. I preach in different places. There are some places you go to and know what they are just used to. Teaching. And there is nothing wrong with teaching. And then they write and write and write and write. And they go. Then there are some places that are just used to preaching. Are you understanding me? Make them happy. And I tell you, and I tell you, you understand that? And, and they close and go. Thank God for all those flows. But we need to know that there are demonstrations of the spirits and demonstrations of power that belong to us today. The world goes for parties. This is our own. Amen. Say, I just want to go somewhere and just drink. Since I feel like getting drunk. The idea of getting drunk, that, that craving to feel that way is spiritual first of all. Are you understanding me? It's, it's spiritual first of all. And then man now looks for a physical way of satisfying that spiritual longing through a drink. But the Holy Ghost is the real one that gives you that feeling. Amen. How many of you have laughed in the Holy Ghost before? Now, there are two that, that, that you, you can laugh in, in faith. Alright? I hope you know that. You can laugh in faith based on God's word. Kenneth Hagin was on his deathbed. Kenneth E. Hagin was on his deathbed. Uh, he was to die. And then he read the scripture uh, in Mark 11, 23, 24. And then he believed the scripture that by the stripes of Jesus he was healed. He believed the scripture that if he, if he confesses with his mouth, what he believes in his heart that he will have what he says so he started laughing <laughs> it's not that he felt like laughing so even the devil now asked him what are you laughing at you are not going to receive your healing he started laughing the more <laughs> not because he felt like he was sick Why are you laughing? Say, I'm laughing because you said I will not receive my healing. I was already healed 2,000 years ago. Some of you, there are some scriptures, you need to open it. When you read it, you start laughing. Not because the Holy Ghost stirred you to laugh. No. You chose to laugh. 
And because you chose to laugh, Kai, Isaiah 55 keeps coming back. I want to talk about it yesterday. I left it. Let's go there. Amen. It has been calling me. I'll answer you. Uh, let's look at verse 8. Uh, that would be a good place to start. We're going to read down to the last one. Amen. The title of the message is going to come out. I'm coming there. Hallelujah. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Now pause. You know that he was not talking to the new creation. I hope you know that. He's talking to the unregenerate Jew. The man that has not known Jesus as Lord and Savior. The natural man. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. But now that I'm in Christ, His thoughts are my thoughts. His ways are my ways. Glory to God. Are we together? So when I pray in tongues, His thoughts overshadow my thoughts. When I pray in tongues, I see His way. Not the way that cements right. The right way. Verse 9 now says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the, as the rain cometh down, and snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, that it may bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. So what he's talking about is his word, alright? So shall my word be. That goeth forth out of my mouth. In that one st- statement in verse 10, he has told you that what rain does to the earth is what the word of God does to your heart. Hallelujah. In the same way, he is also telling you how irreversible God's word is. That as rain comes and doesn't return, so also when his word is released, it doesn't go back without an answer. Today, God's word is coming to you. And it's irreversible. So shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. God's word is accomplishing in your life. It is prospering in your life. It shall accomplish. It shall prosper. Hey, hear God's word today. Receive it. It shall accomplish. And it shall prosper. Are we together? Hey! In the last 10 days, I've seen God's word do what has amazed me. I will talk about this later. He said in verse 12. Go to verse 12. Now, because the word has come, see, when the word comes, you will go. Oh. The word has come. You shall go out, hallelujah, with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. How? Into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Now get the picture of what he's talking about here. He started by talking about thoughts and ways. 
He's trying to say that his word carries his thoughts and ways. Are we together? That when that word comes to you, something happens. It changes your responses. When the word of God has come, your response will be different. You don't go out the way you would have gone out before. Now you go out with joy. So, that's why you can open the scripture. After reading it, you start laughing. Amen. Then what starts happening is that that laughter, that laughter is your response to the situation. And because you are still laughing, the mountains and hills will break forth and join you and sing and laugh. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall what? Shall clap their hands. Now naturally you know that trees don't clap. You know that mountains and hills they don't talk. What he's saying that things will shift. Someone laugh. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. This year, you might be in places that you were not supposed to laugh, but the Holy Spirit will remind you. Yes, that this is a good place to laugh. Oh, you might say, I, I, I don't feel like laughing. And the situation doesn't even look like a situation that you should laugh about. But you remember the scripture. That you want to provoke the mountains and hills and the trees to join you. Amen. I learned some things that made me understand how practical God's word is. When we were growing up as children, my dad came back from work and a lot of people came with him. And then they said he called everybody out. And they said dancing around the center table. But there was a letter on the table. So me too, I was happy. You know, I thought maybe my dad had bought a new car or something, you know, good had happened. We're just rejoicing, laughing, clapping, jumping, you know, joining them. They did that, sang songs of praise, you know, thank the Lord. It was just a, it was, it was, you know, that kind of moment in the house where you say, let this thing happen every day. You understand that? Everyone was just happy. It was later I found out that he had just his appointment had just been terminated in his place of work. So the scripture they were quoting, I'm not, some of you have heard about King Sennacherib in the scripture. How that they sent him a letter and he dropped the letter on the they sent a letter to the he sent a letter to the king, um, the uh, king of Israel, and they dropped the letter on the on the table and began to praise God and say, Lord, read the letter they wrote. That's exactly what he was doing. It was a Friday, I remember. 
When they finished, they packed their bags. My dad packed his bags. And the people that came with him, they packed their bags. They had a crusade that weekend. And they went for the crusade. So the way they even left, it was later I was told, or I was made to, or I heard them talking, and I found out that, oh, it was not a good thing that happened. Amen. Man. Today is not the day to start talking about the testimony. But that termination was reversed. Miraculously. Hallelujah. Miraculously. This was many years back. That kind of thing had never happened in that company. Listen to me. These things, they work. Hallelujah. When you open your mouth this year, you will swallow storms. <laughs> you will not see a storm and be running. Because see, <laughs> your yawn is stronger than the storm. So you will swallow it. Storms will come. You will swallow them. Laugh again. When you hear the recession is getting tougher, what will you do? Amen. You are not going to start calculating. No. Glory to Jesus. Let me start my message. Isaiah 60 verse 1. Hallelujah. Arise. Everybody say arise. Say again arise. Shine. Why? For your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. It did not say your light is coming. It did not, it's not a promise that your light will come. You see, these tenses affect the results we receive. In the realm of the spirit. Is it past tense? Is it present? Is it future? The tenses. Something as simple as the tenses. So the scripture is not telling you. It's not promising you. That along the way this year. Your light will come. No. It's not also telling you that it is coming. You know, there are different messages. God is going to do it someday. God is taking you through. This is not talking about that. He's saying, hey, your lights, it has already come. 
it has come. What we are now waiting for is your response to that light that has come. Because your light has come. If you are waiting for God to do something sometime in March, April, you miss the point. That thing God wants to do, He has done. You have received it. When you leave this meeting, we are just preparing you on how to function as someone that has received it. If you read your Bible, there are several times where light was mentioned. And most of the time, you know, when people study the scriptures, um, um, there's a man called Miles Coverdale. He said something about the scriptures. He said, when you read scriptures, it's important, I'm paraphrasing now, it's important to know to whom it was written, for whom it was written. Are you understanding me? And by whom it was written, so to speak. So, you find that in scriptures, when the Ethiopian eunuch was reading Isaiah, his question to um, Philip was, this writings, is the prophet talking about himself? Or is he talking about another? So Philip said, the Bible says, Philip from that scripture preached Christ to him. So, in the same way, you're reading Isaiah now, say, okay, whose light has come? Who, who is he talking about? Hallelujah. Who is he talking about? We know about the law of double application, where sometimes the scripture is dealing with a present situation, but prophetically is also dealing with something in future. Amen. Because Isaiah was a prophet here, it would be good to understand did he ever use the language or talk about light previously or even after that? Because Isaiah's concept of light will give us an understanding of what he's talking about. Amen. Am I communicating? You know, when you're studying the Pauline epistles, if Paul made a statement, maybe he was writing to the Ephesian church. And he made a statement. And you understand it. Hold that thought. Find if he spoke about it again. Maybe in that same book. Or in another epistle. And light will come. Hallelujah. So in Isaiah, we found that Isaiah has spoken about light before. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. He was talking about something. Chapter 9, obviously, is long before chapter 60. In chapter 9, verse 1, he said, Nevertheless, the dimness, dimness has to do with insufficient light. Is that not so? The dimness shall not, what? Be such as was in her vexation. When at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. And afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the, of the nations. Verse 2. The people that walked in darkness have seen what? A great light. 
they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them the light that great light has shined amen so Isaiah was speaking about something when you get into the New Testament in the book of Matthew 4 we were told that what Isaiah spoke about has been fulfilled in the 16th verse of Matthew 4 this same scripture was mentioned again it said the people hallelujah go up a bit start from 15 or thereabouts so just see go 14 just let's start above 14 that it might be fulfilled hallelujah everybody said that it might be fulfilled now Jesus came to a territory then he said that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond Jordan Galilee of the Gentiles the people which sat in darkness saw what? great light and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death light is sprung up he was saying that Jesus coming was the light Amen so what Isaiah spoke about that the people that walked in darkness they saw great lights Matthew told us that great light is Jesus Amen so the scriptures refer to Jesus as great lights everybody say great lights great lights and that when he shows up all that are walking or sitting in darkness they will see it those that are in the shadow of death the light will shine to them hallelujah so when you say our light has come the light that came is a great light amen are you with me is a great light in other words he's saying hey Jesus has come rise up amen don't live your life like Jesus is still on his way don't live your life that Jesus is still going to die soon he's already died he's come hallelujah grace and truth has come to us Isaiah 60 is a charge to the New Testament believer spiritually what to do with the dead burial and resurrection of Jesus that you rise up with it that you shine with it glory to God say the great light has come say that great light has come say his name is Jesus listen so Jesus is the great light he was called the great lights. There are several words or phrases that were used to describe Jesus. In Isaiah 40 verse 6, still Isaiah was speaking, he called Jesus a light to the Gentiles. Put up verse 6, Isaiah 46. This is not correct. That's it, 40. 42. 42, sorry. Good, thank you. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thy hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people. For a what? For a light of the Gentiles. 
So Jesus was also referred to as what? A light of the Gentiles. Now time will fail me to show you all the scriptures. But let's just look for that. Go to 49, um, verse 6 again. Chapter 49, verse 6. And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee, for what? A light. Say a light. To the Gentiles. That thou mayest be what? My salvation unto the ends of the earth. Now what I'm trying to show you is that Isaiah had the concept of light. That Jesus is light. Amen. We find this in the New Testament. Luke chapter 2. Explaining to us what Isaiah 40 said. What Isaiah 40, sorry, 42 said. What Isaiah 49 said. Give me Luke 2.32. In Luke chapter 2 verse 32. The scripture says. He's a light. Amen. To, let's read together. I want to go. A light to lighten the Gentiles. And the glory of thy people Israel. Hallelujah. Oh. Who were the Gentiles he was talking about? I said who were the Gentiles he was talking about? So when the Bible says, Arise, son, your light has come. The light to lighten you has come. Hallelujah. But why are you still in darkness? Why is it functioning like you're in darkness? The light to lighten the Gentiles is here. So Jesus was referred to as a light to lighten the Gentiles. It was phrased another way. In Luke 1, verse 78 and 79. It was phrased another way in Malachi 4, verse 2. But let's look at Luke 1. It says, Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby what? The day spring from on high had visited us. Our light has come. Amen. Amen. He has visited us. Verse 79. What did he visit us for? To give light to them that sit in darkness. Are you seeing that scripture again? To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. That peace there is not just no problem. It's prosperity. Amen. Say my light has come. His name is Jesus. Say it's a light to lighten the Gentiles. He's the great light. Glory to God. So he was referred to as the day spring from on high. Malachi said to about him, go to Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. He said something about him. He said, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. He has said he has a reason with healing in his wings. You know, when he was saying this, it had not happened. But he has a reason for us with healing in his wings. And because he has a reason, we shall go up. Amen. And we shall go forth. Amen. Are we together? We go forth and we grow up. Sorry. We go forth and we grow up. That means that there's no reason for us to still be sitting down. We are no more in darkness. So we go forth. We grow up. Our light has come. My light has come. That great light has come. That light to lighten the Gentiles has come. But it's not just that he's a great light. Now, why is saying the great light? 
is that perhaps there had been people figuratively mentioned as lights. He said, but this one is the great light. John the Baptist had to explain to him, he said, no, I am not that light. I am sent to bear witness of that light. But you know what John said about him? In verse 9 of John 1, he said he called him the true light. That lighted every man that cometh into the world. So he's not just the great light. You met the true light. I said you met the true light. What has come for you is the true light. It's not a type of light. It's the authentic, the original light. So Jesus, again, is referred to as the true light. So when the Bible says, Arise, shine. The true light is come. Hallelujah. Arise, shine. The great light is come. Arise, shine. The light to lighten the Gentiles is come. Arise, shine. The sun of righteousness. As a reason. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Even Jesus spoke of himself. In John 8 verse 12. He said, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. But shall have what? The light of life. So, Jesus himself declared. Now, the Jewish people have read this, these prophetic books. So when he comes out and says, I'm the light of the world, he's claiming to be God. Hallelujah. In John 9 verse 5, he said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Amen. Your light has come. His name is Jesus. Glory to Jesus. But he didn't just come and leave us the same way. He came to make you lights. In John 12, I believe verse 35, two or three verses will help us. Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. He's talking about himself. Walk while you have the light. Let darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. Next verse please. While ye have light, believe. Everybody say believe in the light. Say believe in the light. What will happen? That ye may be the children of light. So have you believed? Have you believed? You have become children of light. That means that, you know, there's, there's a psalm and it's prophetic. It was the 18th psalm. He said, For thou will light my candle. Verse 28. For thou will light my candle. He said, The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. It's salvation he was talking about. Amen. Are we together? He said, For thou will light my candle. 
Psalm 18 verse 28. It'll be fast with the scriptures, please. For thou will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. That means that the day you believed in the light, according to John 12, 35, what happens? He enlightens your darkness. He lights your candle. You remember um, in Proverbs, um, the 20th chapter, so, he was talking about, he said that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Are we together? So when a man gets born again, that candle has been lit. Did you hear me? The candle has light on it. John 1, verse 1 to 5. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was God. The same was the beginning with God, and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4 says, In him, in him was what? Life. Now, if it stopped there, it would have been good enough. In that tells us that this life was the light of men. Amen. That means the Zoe is the light. Amen. Glory to God. It's the light. This life was the light of men. Next, verse 5. Verse 5. Say, and the light shineth in darkness. When it comes into a man's soul, the darkness in his soul cannot comprehend it. Verse 9. That is the true light, Jesus. He comes to light every man that cometh into the world. Amen. Has he lit you? Have you been lit? With the life of God, say I have become light now. Say I have become light now. Glory to God. Now remember, Christ, the great light, came to light you, that you might be light. In Ephesians five, give me verse eight. It says in Ephesians five eight, for you were sometimes darkness, but now, ever say but now. Ha. Say, but now, not tomorrow, now. What are you? Are, are you light in the Lord? Amen. Say, I am light. He said, Now are you light in the Lord? Walk, function as children of light. Arise like children of light. Amen. Remember, he said, Who have called you out of darkness? You are a chosen generation. A chosen generation. What again? A peculiar people. Then it says, a holy nation. To show forth the praises of him who has called you, amen, out of darkness. Now, now, the word marvelous there actually is miraculous, wonder-walking light. An amazing light, amen. A light that a natural man cannot approach unto. The Bible says, God dwelleth in light, Amen. You were sometimes darkness, but now are you light? Say, I am light. Say, I am light. So, when Jesus was prophetically speaking in Matthew 5 14, where he said, Hey, 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 ye are the light of the world. Now, what Jesus was saying is that the same way I was light, that's how you are light. Now, you're not getting this. Do you know that the statement that Jesus made? Or that was made about Jesus. Listen to this now. If you miss this, just enter under your chair and stay there. Listen, the statement that Jesus was made about Jesus in Isaiah 49, verse 6. Go there. Look at the statement carefully. This statement is to Jesus. 
He said, and he said, it is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation. Listen, unto the ends of the earth. It was Jesus talking about. So Jesus was a light to the Gentiles and his salvation to what? The end, not just to the Jews. Why is the ends of the earth? Is that it's not just to the Jewish race. To the ends of the earth. Amen. This statement was a statement attributed to Jesus. But let me show you something. In Acts chapter 13, verse 47. Go there. Paul attributed it to himself. Amen. Paul said, For so has the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. That means Paul was saying, As Jesus was a light, so am I. Amen. Glory to God. That's why Jesus made that statement in John 9 5. As long as I'm here, I'm the light. When I'm gone, you are the light. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Are we together? Because I will never leave the world in darkness anymore. It means that this replacement is not talking about the, it's not that when he goes, the place will be a bit dark. No, no, no. It will be as bright because you are there. Remember that we are the body of Christ. We are lights. Amen. We are light. Say, I'm light. Say, I'm light. Okay, now, the first part of our light is come is that Jesus has come. And because he has come, let people arise. Let them shine. But the second part of light is that you, you are light. When you show up, people should arise also. People should shine. Nations should shine. Cities should shine. Communities should shine. Because you have come. You are light. So when you go to a place, you say, your light, me, I have come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your light, which is me, has come. This is what we are telling you that this year, what do you do for a living? You change destinies. You shine. Amen. Because you are lights. You are lights. Now, don't see when say arise, don't behave like the world. Paul was speaking to them in Philippians 2, the 15th verse. 15 verse. Give me the 15 verse. Philippians 2. He says something powerful today. He said that you may be blameless and harmless, sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom what? You want shine as lights in the world. Say we are lights. Say I'm lights. I shine. And darkness cannot comprehend. Are you getting the picture here? So we're also telling cities and communities around us, arise, shine, for Pastor TB is come. <laughs> What's your own name? What's your own name? Glory to God. I've come. Amen. I've come. I've come. Glory to God. Now let me just show you one more scripture. In 2 Corinthians 4, let's start from verse 3. It says there, but in our gospel, be heed. It is he to them that are lost. Next. Go on. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Anytime we share the gospel, we are sending out lights. There's an old song they used to sing. In the name of Jesus, send the light, send the light, send the light. Jehovah, send the light. Into, no, no. No, we're not sending light to my soul now. We are sending the light out. Amen. 
We are the ones sending out the lights. When we open our mouths, we are lighting another life. Amen. So, Jesus is the true light that lighted every man. We also go out there as true light and we light every man on our way. Amen. Let the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Verse 5. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Next. For God, who commanded light to shine out of darkness. That same God in Genesis 1-3 that said, light. You know, some people say, he said, let there be light. Yes. Actually what he said, light in me. Be. And the Bible says, and there was light. Light in me. Be. We are like God. Amen. When we go to a dark place, light in me. Be. That same God that commanded light to shine in the midst of darkness had shined in our hearts. That's how we got saved. God shone in our hearts. That's how we got saved. Are we together? He lit us. Amen. With the light of life. Amen. That's how I got born again. That's how you got born again. But it doesn't stop there. This light, he now says, for God who commanded the light to shine on the has shined in our heart. Say, he has shined in my heart. To give what? To give the lights of the knowledge of the glory of God. It's in the face of Christ Jesus. It's to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. So I have that light. Say, I have that light. He has given it to me. Say, I have that light. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God. What did the prophecy of Habakkuk 2.14 say? The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. What will happen? How will it happen? Many men will be lit. Amen. So he has given me that light. God shone in my heart and gave me that light. Old English you say, God shined in my heart and gave me that light. Amen. Go back to, we're not through with 2 Corinthians 4. Watch now, verse 7. But we have what? This tre- What's he calling a treasure? The light. <laughs> What's he calling a treasure? The light. We have. Say, I have it. Say, I have it. I have this light. I am light. Say, we have this treasure in 18 vessels that the excellency of the power that means that light has power amen that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us glory to Jesus someone say I have this light say again I have this light I am light and I shine. My function is to shine. And this year I'm functioning as light. Glory to Jesus. Someone shout a loud Amen. I have this treasure in 18 vessels. Glory to God. I am light. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I am light. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, 
um, I just want to show you something. When you function as light, let me leave it for tomorrow. <laughs> Glory to God. We will manifest it tomorrow. Did you receive something? Christ, the great lights, that this spring from on high had visited us to give us lights. The Son of Righteousness has arisen with healing in his wings. I think it was the first night, and I explained to you uh, the literal ending there says that he has arisen with rays of healing and strength to us. He's beaming favor into us. Hallelujah. And then it's making us go forth. It's making us grow up. Hallelujah. The go forth there is talking about how we're taking off. Amen. And the growing up there is talking about mega things. Listen. This year the experience of 2017 your experience is captured in Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1 to 22. Everything that you read about there you will meet it. Our experiences are locked in scriptures. And when you find the scripture, your word has come. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Go back to Isaiah 60, yeah? Arise, shine, for your light has come. Now you know your light has come, right? And you also know that you that is light too, you have come. Amen. <laughs> Verse 2. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to your lights. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. I want to read to a point. Go, keep going. Lift up thy eyes round about and see. You are no more in darkness, so you can see. Everybody say, see. see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. What he wants you to see is that everybody is coming your way. Everything is coming your way. Lift your hand and say, I see. Everyone is coming my way. Everything is coming my way. He said, your son shall come from far. And your daughter shall be nursed at your side. Hallelujah. Then thou shalt see and flow together. Thy heart shall be, shall fear. Fear this. You'll be thrilled. Amen. Your heart will be thrilled. Oh, hallelujah. Your heart shall be thrilled. And be enlarged. Because of the measure of prosperity that is coming to you. 
you will see money this year, you will shout. This is the meaning of the prophecy. You will see a lot, you will shout. You will see a lot that will make you afraid. Oh, I remember a man of God sharing a testimony. You know, he was sharing a testimony. He said, I, I, I used to mention his name, but recently I've stopped mentioning his name. He's, he's the Nigerian minister. You know, he was sharing his story in 1995. He said, I was in the meeting. He said, in the early days, someone gave him, the first time someone gave him a million. This was years ago. It was a lady. She came to meet him somewhere at night. And then he was talking, How are you? Fine. This is that. Okay. She now took him to the car and brought out the money and gave him. When she gave him, he said he did not know when he was, when he opened some money, he closed the boots. He was talking normally before. He now said, Wait, wait, wait. Wait. We're going to carry this money. Who can keep it here together? So Lady said, Lady didn't understand what was happening. She said, What happened? He said, Nothing happened. Who carried this money inside? Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless you. <laughs> he carried the money, went to keep somewhere. He said, Okay, bye. Later, later. So lady was afraid. What happened? He said later he realized that he was the one he was whispering. <laughs> That's the kind of money that is coming to you. Those are the kind of alarms that will hit your phone. That when they hit your phone, you know what what, what happened? You know, the phone is a cheap phone. But the alert has made you to keep the phone in a special place. <laughs> Glory! Your heart shall fear and be enlarged because of the abundance of the sea. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of Gentile talks about the wealth of nations shall come to you. And it's coming to you. Give me um, NLT and then read message translation. Say your eyes will shine. Or your heart will thrill with joy. From, for merchants from around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many lands. Message. When you see them coming, you will smile. Big smiles. Your heart will swell. Yes, boss. All those people returning by the sea for the reunion, a rich harvest of eggs has gathered in from the nations. And they're not coming empty handed. They're coming for you. Let me put it there. Money is coming for you. It's coming for you this year. The wealth of the nations. One more translation amplified. The wealth of the nations are coming to you. Then you shall see and be radiant. And your heart shall thrill and tremble with joy. At the glorious deliverance. And be enlarged. Because the abundant wealth 
of the Dead Sea shall be turned to you. Unto you shall the nations come with their treasures. They are coming what? With their treasures. Money is coming to you. Alerts are coming to you this year. Alerts that your phone has never received. Money that had never hit your account is coming to you. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. God intends this year to be a massive year for soul winning. That means a massive year for prosperity. Because he will fund it. Glory to God. There are some things that will happen to you. You know, some of you, you know, you take some of these things lightly, you know. Not all of you, some of you. But you are not among, Gabby. There are things that have happened. Even you will sit down on the floor. And the song that will come out from your mouth is Jesus, you're a wonder. Jesus, you're a wonder. Jesus, you're a wonder. You're a wonder to Listen, oh, this year, eh, you will sit on the floor. Something massive will happen to you that you will sit on the floor and the song that will come out of your spirit will be this song. Jesus, you're a wonder. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking a man, take a around the world.